We pray, Father, that as we hear your word today, your spirit may work in us, radically change and transform us to be more and more like Jesus for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning we are continuing our series on the atonement. And today's theme presents Christ in his death as an example for Christians. It arises from the imitating and example language that Christians find in the Bible. For instance, in 1 Peter 2.21, it says, Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow his steps. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says, Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. There is an important difference, however, between these themes of this theme of atonement and the themes of atonement that we've seen in the past weeks. The past themes deal primarily with the way we become Christians. By the cross, we were justified, we were redeemed, we were reconciled to God, and we have victory over Satan. Today's theme, Christ as our example, relates not to initial salvation, but to the way we are to live our life as Christians. That is, Jesus Christ, through whom we have now been reconciled to God, is now set before us as an example, as a pattern for Christian living. We imitate Christ not to be saved, for it is by grace through faith that we are saved, but now that we are saved, we imitate Christ. If you find this theme a little distant, I suspect it's because of the technical theological name, Imitation of Christ. But really, we see this theme played out all around us in our life all the time. Consider these scenarios. They are purely made-up scenarios, okay? One day, John Isaac came up to Tim Phillips. Hey, Tim, something to ask you as my pastor. There are three sisters in Christ, you see, I've been thinking a lot about. I'm wondering who of them should I... Tim says, John, just think WWJD. Who would Jesus date? <laughs> Tim continues to say, John, just imagine, all right, and do what Jesus would have done. If that's too far-fetched, one day, Danny comes to you and asks you, Hey, recently I received a job offer from company A, but the current job is okay. So I'm wondering, hey, Danny, just imagine and do what Jesus would have done. Haven't you received or given such an advice before? Such Christian advice, just do what Jesus would have done? Well, such advice finds its root and its understanding that Christ is an example for Christian living. However, such advice can many a times lead one away rather than towards Jesus. Because there is a tendency to respond to such an advice simply by allowing our imagination to sketch a hazy and a romantic picture of Jesus. A Jesus who moves about in the 21st century situation that we find ourselves in and almost magically handling the problem that we have at hand. But which Jesus were you thinking about? A gentleman Jesus? A socialist Jesus? or the pacifist Jesus. 
Friends, when the Bible presents Jesus to us as an example for Christians, we are not free to imagine any Christians that we like. There is a specific historical Jesus we are to imitate. And more than that, the Bible points us to specific attitudes and characters of Jesus that we are to imitate. This morning, we'll take a clear look at who this Jesus is that the scripture presents to us as our example. What is he like and what of him that we are to imitate? Point two. Point three, actually, if you have an outline. No, you don't have an outline. It's an imaginary outline. (laughs) That's right. Well, four points of what is Jesus like and what are we to imitate. Point one, Jesus Christ, our example, is one who emptied and humbled himself. He's one who emptied and humbled himself. Turn with me to Philippians 2. Philippians 2, verse 5. If you hit Galatians, you're on the way there. Just remember, go eat pork chop. P, pork is Philippians. Okay? Philippians 5. Philippians 2, verse 5 reads, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus is one who emptied himself of rule. He is God, and yet he humbled himself to serve. He laid aside his heavenly majesty. He announces, he renounces his status and privileges. Christ is a model of humility for believers. Secondly, Jesus is our example. He is one who served others in their needs. He humbled himself to serve. Mark 10.45 reads, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve, and give himself as a ransom for many. And again, in John 13, we saw, verse 14 says, Jesus says, If I then, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done for you. Christ is one who humbled himself, not for the sake of humbling, but humbled himself in order to serve others. Thirdly, Jesus Christ, our example, is one who loved. He loved his enemies. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20. Let me read to you. If when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. 
Jesus of the Bible taught his followers not to repay evil for evil, but to love their enemies, to pray for their persecutors, to do good to those who wanted to do harm to them. Christ is a model of love. Love even your enemies for believers. Fourthly and lastly, Jesus Christ, our example, is one who trusted and obeyed God. Turn with me to Matthew 4. Matthew chapter 4. Looking at how Jesus, our example, is one who trusted God and obeyed God. Matthew 4, reading from verse 1 to verse 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on your hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And Jesus said to him, No, and he, the Satan, said to him, All this I give you, if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to the devil, to Satan, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. The Jesus that we see in the Bible is a Jesus when tempted by Satan to distrust and disobey God, resisted the devil strenuously and consistently. From beginning to end, Jesus' whole life and ministry is marked by obedience and trust of God. Philippians 2 says, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient, obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. 1 Peter says, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Instead, he continued entrusting himself to the one who judges justly. Instead of taking revenge, Jesus committed himself to the judge of all mankind. He patiently bare with unjust suffering. He fully trusted and obeyed God. So, brothers and sisters, this is the Jesus Christ that we find in scriptures. This is the Jesus Christ that scripture presents to us as our example. One who emptied and humbled himself. One who served others. One who loved his enemies. One who trusted and obeyed God. And this is the Jesus that we are asked to imitate. So we are not at the mercy of one another's imagination of Jesus. 
If left to our imagination, after all, when you put 10 Christians together, you will probably find 11 different versions of Jesus. But no, the Bible shows very clearly the Jesus we are to imitate. God's word points us to specific attitudes and characteristics of Jesus that we are to imitate and not to imitate. Scripture and Jesus never commands us to ride on a donkey or recline at meals or be a carpenter or be a celibate. Neither are we asked to imitate Jesus in his sin-bearing death. Jesus occupies a unique place in salvation history. He and he alone is the unique son of God. He alone can die for the sins of the world. If you or I or anyone else, including Francis of Assisi, none of us will be able to imitate Christ in his sin-bearing death. So taking up your cross does not mean stigmata. Stigmata is wrong and it is unbiblical. Francis of Assisi is wrong. Taking him across means that we imitate Christ in his suffering obedience, with all humility and for the good of others. Neither are we asked to imitate Jesus in his miracles. Many Christians try to replicate Jesus' ministry, including his miracles. But miracles of Jesus are specific, salvific markers to point people to who he is that he is God himself, that he is the prophesying Messiah. Miracles are not there for us to imitate. Modern day signs and wonders ministry got it all wrong. And neither the scripture commands us to imitate Jesus' diet. The what would Jesus eat movement is utter rubbish. I didn't make this up. Listen to this from the author of What Would Jesus Eat cookbook. (laughs) If you truly want to follow Jesus in every area of your life, you cannot ignore your eating habits. It is an area in which you can follow him daily and reap great rewards for doing so. Following Jesus in your diet requires commitment to change, commitment to be all that God created you to be. God, in turn, will honor your heartfelt commitment by giving you more energy better health, and a greater sense of well-being. This is very far from the Jesus that we have seen in the Bible. Again, as I close off, Jesus Christ that we see in the Bible, Jesus Christ in the Scripture that has been presented to us as an example, is one who emptied and humbled himself. He is one who served others. He is one who loved his enemies. He is one who trusted and obeyed God. And this is the Jesus that we are asked to imitate as followers of Christ. Romans 8.29 clearly says, Christians are those whom God foreknew and predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. If you are a Christian here today, your destiny is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. So, with all our might, we can strive to imitate him because this is not by our own means or our own strength that we become more like him, but that God is at work to make us more and more like him as we imitate him. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that you have acted decisively to restore humanity.
as your image bearers. The moment we sin, Father, we have failed to be true reflectors of you, our God. But you have ever seen, Father, acted to restore that image in us. And we thank you, Father, that that has been restored in the perfect man, our Lord Jesus Christ. And now we are saved in him because of his perfect atoning work on the cross. And not only that, Father, your Holy Spirit is at work in us daily to change and transform us to be more and more like him for your glory. And we give thanks to you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in response to what we've heard this morning, let's stand and sing of the servant king who came not to be served but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Let's stand and sing.